Right, so what are we telling the listeners? that We've not seen them in months. We're sporadic. We're like a, a absent father figure. What are we saying to them? We're kind of like COVID. We come and we go. Everyone fucking hates COVID. Oh, you're telling me about a book, right? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You you're like um, you ever listen to podcasts where they've got one guy off mic who's like the producer and he sort of shouts and stuff. Yeah, and I you like can that. Barely hear. I like that. So we've got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're live, live in front of an audience tonight. Yeah, we've got a flame. We've got. It's um, like a fringe show. A dear friend, the final night in the the flat. Yes, yeah, so almost every episode's been recorded in this flat. And Bar two, I think. Bar two, and we're, we're saying goodbye to it. That's, is that why we're having the podcast? Yeah, this is the, I thought it was important we do it, because we're saying bye to this venue. Because we're, yeah. One-seater. <laughs> this venue, this studio. <laughs> this, uh, it's a one-seater one venue. One-off location. We've sold out the night, so we've got one guy in. That's a good chair, though. It's a great chair. You'd want to sit in that chair for a, like a full show. I, I never understood why. You know when you go to cinemas or like the comedy shows, the chairs are always uncomfortable t- to fuck. To fuck on? No, no. They're, oh, they're, oh they're, as fuck? They are. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are as com- they're uncomfortable as fu- uncomfortable as fuck. Uncomfortable to fuck on. You're sitting there for three hours and it's uncomfortable. Why don't they make a nice chair? Yeah, our fringe seats were... Very uncomfortable. The, the fringe is a haphazard, though. You, you end up in like a loft with a mattress for a door and a guy sweating at you, telling he's do, reciting a play for his whole life story. See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. I thought you were going to tell me a nice story. Right, I'll tell you a story. Right, go on. <clears throat> I read a book recently. God. Called How Every Bad Story Starts. <laughs> I read a book recently called blink have you heard of it anyone so it's about it's about how your your unconscious makes decisions before your conscious mind does so you can meet someone and and decide within a couple of couple of seconds "Ah, i do or don't like this guy so it unpacks the the theory of that and then the science of it and how it really works so see if you were employing someone and i gave you two options right so i'm your boss Mm-hmm. Craig, I love Craig. <laughs> you uh, love the fact that I'll shout out for him again. <laughs> I'm your boss, and I say, Look, you've got to hire this guy, right? But his performance is on you. You get two choices. You can spend 30 minutes in his gaff without him there just looking about, right? And decide whether you want to employ him or not. Or you can meet him twice a week for lunch for a year and then decide what option. Would you choose? Well, twice a week for a year is quite a big commitment, isn't it? No, but not. F- but if I, you I'm, become pals, you become pals, and if you don't like him, you don't need like, employ him. I'm quite an advocate for this because I I make up my mind quite quickly on people, and I'm normally my gut is quite right in, on how I feel towards them. Yeah. So like I've met people that like started working stuff like that, and I'm like I don't like them, and six months down the line, I, I still don't like them, and I think I, they are not nice people. Yeah. But so I think my gut's right, so I don't think I would need that long. I don't need a year. I need like one lunch. One lunch. One but lunch. in this though, you've got 
the t- the choice of the two. I don't think you can tell that much from going to their house. See that, so that's that's what it's about. It's about how you don't think that you would know consciously. I'll go into his house. What am I going to learn from somebody by going through the house? Nothing, right? But unconsciously, you'll pick up so much about this person that you will just. If I ask you, not logically, just based on gut feeling after being through that house, do you want to employ this person? You will, in all probability, make the correct decision as to whether they will or won't be a good employee within your company. Does the person get a chance to clean up? No. They just so they didn't off know. the cuff, off the random. cuff. Yeah, but, but that's not fair because sometimes my flat looks clean. Sometimes my flat's a tip. But it's not about the cleanliness. It's the sub. See, this is your conscious mind trying to understand the subconscious, and it can't be done because the point is they don't. They speak to each other, but you you're not aware of the conversation that they're having. Does that make sense? So you, they tested this, and they did it with they did it with lots and they, they rinse and repeated this and out of I think so about five characteristics they ask you to grade the person on three out of five of them you will always be more accurate if you just look at their room if you go for the lunch with them you'll be more accurate in two right and it was something like how outgoing they are and stuff like that you'll be more accurate in two but your image of them will be clouded in the other three because once you get to know somebody there are certain things that you know less and less and less about them and you can't be as objective about really what that person's like does that make sense mm-hmm. so they you did a, become your mind becomes skewed because what you know of them yes dictates how you see everything in their life yes so there's a sign there's a another scientist so i think he's in britain and see if you go with your partner and you sit down with them for 15 minutes he can tell you with 97 percent accuracy whether you will still be together in 15 years and that is more accurate than all their friends. So what they do is they get all their friends in as well and say, based on what you know about them, do you think they'll still be here in 15 years? His... Um, does he ask them anything or does he, they just sit there in silence? So what he asks them to do is he says, I just want you to have a conversation. Choose something fairly controversial within your relationship and just have a conversation about it. So like, it annoys me that you always leave your washing. They don't just put it in the basket. And just have a 50-minute conversation about that. And from that, he can tell you with more accuracy than your friends can whether you'll be together or not. And it's that idea of the more your conscious brain knows, sometimes the less accurate your assessment of any situation will be. Do you trust your gut? I trust my gut that like when I, when I, when I meet someone, um, I know quite quickly if I like them or not. They, they're not saying in a job interview, like you know if they're a yes or a, if they're a, you know for sure if they're a no yep. within the first 10 to 15 seconds, just based on the initial look yes conversation you know if it's a vibe or not a vibe and i like in june i was doing interviews and like i thought that like there was so many people that we come on and i was even it wasn't even like person it was teams and i was like nah like doesn't matter what they've said i'm like i can just tell that they're not be good and and then it's not yes. that i'm not open to give them a chance yeah because but then they show throughout the interview that they, i was right in my gut but see, that's the thing. Sometimes you don't really know why you think they'll be bad at the job. You just know and you'll pick up these things. So they did like an example where people would just view a sculpture and know it was a fake. And if they were asked, they were only showing it for a couple of minutes. If they are asked what it was, it'd be like, I, I don't know. I just feel that it's a fake. But I can't say, oh, I, I checked the marble and the marble's not the right type of stone. They just... I just get a feeling for that because they know that area. My boss has spoken about this, but it's, so it's ba- but it's also dictated by 
your experiences in the world because my boss has spoken about this. He said that it's a fact that if someone's overweight, they are more likely, more unlikely to get a job because they're viewed as being lazy because they're overweight. Yes, you're you're right. Absolutely, that the book. So that's the second half of the book. Flips it to be like, there's where it works for you, right? You make all these good assumptions. You can tell this. You can tell that. Trust your unconscious. The second half of the book is like, but where you probably have bias, and that that's that is what bias is. It's your unconscious. Because if you admit, say someone comes in and they're maybe they've shown you that they they are like someone you've met in your previous life. Yeah, you don't like. Yep. You're going to judge them based on that just because you think they're similar? Yeah, so that's a personal bias. Yeah, yeah. And then the the overweight thing is like that social bias of like, oh, this person might be lazy. And so basically, so if you were on a jury, right, either of you, and you... So this is like America when, when they always say it's controversial that like a, a black person's on, on stand, they're more likely yeah. to go down than a white person. Yes. Because of... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So if you if you were both in a jury, right? Just can be here, right? Doesn't matter. Doesn't need to be American, be here, right? You're both in a jury. Do you think right and the and the suspect is black? Do you think just personally with the way you feel about yourself, the the education you have, the social interactions you have, do you think that you would be more likely to find that person guilty if they have dark or black skin? I don't think that's like in Scotland that's necessarily true because I, I, I'm not like I've not got a lot of experience with like crime at all to be able to say that a black person or a white person commits more crime what I would say is that this is like if I saw someone who was ugly I would think they're more likely to commit a crime than someone who is see if someone yeah. is really attractive yep. and well dressed yep. you just assume that they're less likely to be a criminal and I don't know why that's correct. And you do? So there's I so plenty of studies that say that if you're better looking and taller, you're more likely to get the job as well. Whereas in Scotland, like, uh, the, the, just the demographic of the population is not like other parts of the UK where I, I, don't, I think we've got a population that's mostly white, so we don't have that level of like segregation where someone go, oh yeah, that black, that's a black person, so they're more likely to commit a crime where like America does. Yeah. So I don't think we have that same thing, but from a point, point of view of... Um, someone who's maybe less desirable to look at, I would definitely, I don't know, subconsciously just think, oh, they are most, more, if, if there was a stand, right, and there was like two people, and they said, pick out the criminal, and there was one person who was scuffy, uh, wearing tracksuit, you'd more likely pick them over like the handsome businessman. Yeah. Just because of the look. Yep. I'm Googling the... I'm Googling the name of this test so that people can do it at home, right? Because I love how you put me on the spot about asking me black people. That's <laughs> controversial. <laughs> well, an IAT, right? So, uh, yes, implicit, an implicit association test. So the, the theory with that question, right, is that most people, if you're a decent human being, would say, no, of course not. Like, I will be able to objectively look at the facts and I'm not making a split second decision. So my unconscious shouldn't be influencing this because... I've got time, I'm using my conscious brain and I'll use the facts that I know objectively to come to a decision as to whether they're guilty or not, right? But what that's the thing is that you don't you don't know to what extent your unconscious brain is does associate guilt with someone with darker skin than a white person, for example. And what you can do is you can go into Harvard like university and like they do an IAT, it's a implicit association test. And what you can do is you can choose anything. There's loads, right? There's like 20 of them. And one of them is race. 
And what it will do is it'll ask you to associate, um, there'll be a list of good words, pleasant, nice, happy. There'll be a list of bad words, disgusting, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be a, a 10 white faces, 10 black faces. And what it'll do is it'll flash up in the is screen. It like, like are you, are you, is it just like African black and European white? Yeah. Or is it like Asian people? This one, for, people, or, uh, this uh, one is just black right, okay. and white, but you it could apply to anything. So, okay. and there's more of them on there. So you can do it with like, you can do it with all sorts of other stuff. You can do it with religions and stuff like that and uh, different cultures. But this one, to keep it simple, basically asks you to put people in categories quickly and it's just left or right. And what they'll do is they'll just say, sort things here by good or white and black or bad. And so the bad word will pop up, pop it in that right column, good, left, so on, so forth, white face, left, black face. What you, what it then tests, so it, it switches it a lot to make sure there's no bias for left, right or whatever. And what it will find is, I assume you can guess that your response times when you're trying to match good and white in the same category is much, much, much faster on an unconscious level than matching good and bad and black and good. So when you match black with the negative words, you will be you will have but, a quicker that, response but time. Is that not purely because we are white and our families are white and our friends are white and we've grown up in a white civilization that just like means that we're more that's what we're that's our like we're that's our what we're used to. But and you shouldn't, just, and it's just and it's just a natural instinct to it's like a the basic human nature of like your tribe and what what kind of like what you are surrounded by. So you just go by your comfort zone. Yeah, well, whereas if you grew up in a more multicultural place, you probably wouldn't have this. Like, has yes. that test been taken out on people who live in more cultural multicultural places? Yeah. So what that that's the shocking thing that they bring out in the book is that even when black people do this test, they have the same bias of matching black with a negative word, a negative association with people with the black skin, and that is and is everyone's face like got the same stance though? Like you see someone smiling, <laughs> would you'd probably put them to You good. don't have time, really. See, because it's so fast, you're supposed to do it as fast as you can. You don't really have time to... So all you sort of catch is that, like, that's a black person that has to go in that, that's a white person that has to go in that category. And you're trying to do it as quick as you can. But you, most people have the bias towards good and white and black and bad. But the point is that even if... It, no matter why it is, so even if it is because you've just grown up around white people, the point is, are you a fair juror? when there's a black person on the stand, if you're unconscious, sort of yeah, automatically yeah, associates good with white and black with bad, and that's that's the issue. But you can you can do it. You can do the, those tests and there's loads of different Is that ones. the same with, like, say, like, take it a race aside, if it's like a paedophile case, man versus woman, more people would associate a paedophile with being a man than a woman. Yes. Is it the same, the same bias where someone more, would assume that if it's a man, they're more likely to be guilty than... If it was a woman up in the stand, you might not even question, but no, surely she's not. Yeah, I think so. I think if you were to if you were to do the same IET, but like, obviously there'll be a spectrum, but I'm saying I think the majority of people would match male with, say, angry and female with caring. And therefore, you might be more likely to find a male guilty than a female guilty. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there's loads of them, but what the point is that I think they say in the really one of these famous like court cases, the jury came out and, went and said this uh, result has absolutely nothing to do with race. And he was the author saying by even saying that is ridiculous because you almost should yeah. acknowledge that we probably have a bias. However, 
we've been as objective as we possibly could be in this case. Does that make sense? What's the, what's the solution to that, though? It's hard to that, but I suppose that's what... The, there was guys like, so even black people tend to have a bias towards black and bad. And one of the, the why, guys who studies does, it, does it... Does it explain why? But So it could be anything. It could be culture. It could be news. It could be programs. It could be TV. It could be stories. It, anything. It's just that that bias obviously exists. And it's obviously, I would assume it starts from way, 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 way back when the white did portray themselves as the good and the black being lesser and bad. And that is maybe carried through in some cultural ways. Is that the same as stories, like, folklore, like movies, and news? Like from us as a childhood, I think we'd so. always seen like, like West, yeah, as good. West is good, yeah. And the rest of the world is films and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. everything's always like the Russians are the bad, the Americans are the good. Yeah, it's always it's always the case. So, just subconsciously growing up, you always think of that way. Whereas. Do we uh, like the news? Don't show the truth, obviously. So, do how how do we know what we are being shown is actually like means that the West is the good, That's and the thing. and Russia is the bad. I, I know in this particular case, it's quite it looks quite <laughs> clear cut. Yeah, but in general sense, like over the time that like for the Cold War and stuff like that, how do we know they're not just both just as bad as one another? Well, there's another interesting book I've been given. Oh, here we go, another book. I think it's called the Jakarta Method. But he I've reads not, books I've not read all it. the time. Honest to God. Our, our audience members nodding and drinking his coke he's very entertained do you know I was thinking he can't leave I know he, he has to <laughs> sit and watch because he's too awkward to interrupt a live podcast I to go I, I'm just shooting off boys just came round for a wee visit and then that's him stuck for about an hour he's normally last a while by the way strap yourself Hi, Roy, see if you want to go we'll just pause it are you saying his name Roy, Roy. <laughs> It's been good so far. <laughs> you might listen to this one. So that was your learning for this. What's the new book then? This week. Oh, the Jakarta Method. I, oh, I've only been given a summary, but I think basically you're saying that way. Are you still in that book club? Yeah. I, I joined it again like last month or. Yeah, I know you told me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still in it, yeah. It's my really I, good. My idea of hell. No, no, it's two a month. Aye. Two books a month. How many pages are they? Uh, they're always a bit. You you try and limit it to like three hundred pages when you you do your suggestions and all that. That takes me a bit of summer to read three hundred pages. You get faster though. You get faster. See that book there, the Twelve Rules of. I've had that for three years and I've still not finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on job. I'm thinking on rule seven. So, so the the Jakarta method, I think, is your West v East, right? classic so we good we're they're bad but it, i think this is a very bad summary because i've not read it but i think the book is there in order to point out that we would support anything that was pro-west no matter how bad the fallout was from it put very simply so we would actually take part in horrendous war crimes for example and support regimes that are horrendously bad towards our citizens as long as they run in favour of the West mm. and the, the idea of democracy and stuff like that I don't know like, I'm a bit sceptical these days but that's what the book is the book's sceptical no, but I'm sceptical that I'd think that way say again I'm sceptical that I would think that I would just automatically assume that the West is right I'm, I'm much more inclined to think yeah we're just as bad as them so you might like this book you could read it with me. 
if it, are they going to bring out a movie? <laughs> Don't think so. They bring out a movie. It's a theoretical or, sort of non-fiction. Uh, if they bring out a documentary, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read for seven years at uni. No, but it's different. Eight, eight s- seven. So seven years at uni. No, I prefer non-fiction to stories, to be honest. Uh, the stories are what the book club always give, and I'm always a bit... Dis- I always put a non... I put blank forwards for the book club. No votes, man. It didn't get through, so... Uh, well, what, the erotic... Did you not read one about, like, a horror? It was, like, some sort of... We- you read it in, like, a day because you wanted to be part of the book club? <laughs> yeah, just, like, blitzed it. Because yeah. it was quite short. It was, like, 150 pages. Tell you, here's some common ground, right? I just read a book... From the book club called Poor Things, right? And it's been made into a film right this second. What's it about? It is a. It is basically. So I think uh, I'm gonna embarrass myself here if anyone actually knows what I'm talking about. Listens. I think the author is a Scottish artist, and he did something in Ordemore, like the glazed windows or something like that, right? But he also writes, and he wrote a book called Poor Things, and it is known as the Scottish Frankenstein, and so. It's about, it's all set as if it's real. It's as if he's found a manuscript and it starts in Park Circus. So it's all based in the West End. Okay. And it involves Glasgow Uni and it's about, basically, the, it basically makes a woman, right? But there's this guy who we might be Frankenstein, but we don't What's know. What's he doing with the woman? Well, he tries to make her his missus, but she's not interested. <laughs> so Classic. Classic guy. So, <laughs> But they're making it a film with Emma Watson and some really, really other Hermione. famous people in it. So you, no, that's is that Emma? Yeah. No. Yeah. There's a trailer. Uh, Hermione for twenty twenty. Uh, that's Hermione. Emma Watson. It's not Emma Watson. Then it's Emma Stone. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. The ginger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. You can watch that, and then we can we can both talk and pure understand what's going on with. It. I look forward to. It's a good. It's a good. Should book. we go to the cinema to watch that? Aye. Is it's that a very good live book. podcast while watching. Aye. Aye. <laughs> yeah. Who who else is in it? Kilroy. Um, Emma Stone. Bella Baxter. Ah, she's Bella Baxter. Eh? Do, you, do you think anyone who listens wonders why we've had such a big break? Yeah, I did think. I see. I know you said we don't want to talk about it, but I think we need to talk about why we're, we're we okay, right, okay. awful at releasing uh, podcasts. I'm going to stop there. Right, never explain why. Mark Ruffalo. Mark is in it. Oh, the Hulk. The Hulk. See, it's a big. This is going to be a big film. We Scottish boy, go on, it. tell me. Right, so um, we've not done the podcast because Giuseppe is basically like he needs to do one every week or never again. He'll text me like, "All right, mate, we've not done a podcast in three weeks. Will I delete the Instagram?" And I'll be like, "No, just keep it. We might release another one one day." Okay, do you want me to give you my side? Proceed with your case. So Nevin's like a roller coaster ride that just goes up and down. So we're either all in, paying for advertising, doing sponsorship, buying extra mi- microphones. Paying for advertising, uh, we did. Recording every single day, uh, 24 hours, or <laughs> he never wants to do it again and he hates podcasts and he never wants to be famous. <laughs> it's, it's a very humbling experience. It's a very podcast. up and down experience. So I'm either like, Giuseppe, let's let's do a podcast every five seconds and we'll do it about our life and we're going to do it for the rest of life and this, and this is going to be our, our big investment and we're going to be rich, rich and we're going to be Joe Rogan, Rogan. And then, or I don't want to do them it's really draining me I, I do all the editing well you take it up you asked me do you want to do a podcast and I said yes that's my involvement 
I turn up. I've got so much work to do. On top I said of this. to you. I said to you once like that. I prove how good I am, a friend to you, because I come and I do it. That's the minimum. That's the minimum. No one else even fucking here. Roy's here. One episode out of twenty-two. You're you're clipping it. You're bursting the sound. Sorry, thing. you got excited. The bedshed is still not a sponsor, but we have 5,000 downloads. That's 5,000 potential customers, bedshed. I think it's... uh, I I don't need a bed anymore. I think think it's interesting to hear a podcast you listen to see how many figures they've got and all that. I think it'd be quite interesting to hear my podcast I listen to going, I had 14 this week. I want to call out... uh, Was it Sean Geek? (laughs) I want to call out... (laughs) You fight him? No, I want to ask them how many listens they get. (laughs) Sean Geek, right? Sean Geek, if you're listening to this. Tell us how many listens you get so we know if we're doing well or shit. Yeah, if if we're better than you. If we're better than you, we'll do a podcast off. If we're better than you, we'll be very happy because you've got like a merchandise and stuff. Ah, You've got, you're based in Canada. That that, that for once trumps us, eh? That trumps us. I think, yeah, so I think it it would So are we on like the schedule now we're doing podcasts every day? No, we'll just do one like every week or two. How about that? No, that's a lie. What Nevin means is we'll do a podcast ad hoc for the next 30 years of our life. <laughs> that's life, though. That's maybe real for people. So there'll be a podcast when we have our first kid, a podcast when we can have our first home. I think that'd be quite a podcast when we when one of us dies, which would be quite lonely. Um, <laughs> but Kilroy will stand in, so it's fine. Kilroy are colder. So I I think I think five thousand is pretty good, man. I'm quite happy with that. That's a lot of people. Can I pour myself a drink and you just talk while you're? Yes. Yeah. There you go. Josephie's just getting a drink there. Just, we were taking pictures before the podcast, um, and Giuseppe was in his jogging pants, and he didn't like how big he looked, so he went and changed into a lovely set of jeans. I'm I'm carrying a little bit of holiday weight. A little bit of holiday weight. We're all carrying. And I'll be honest, like I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but COVID really messed with my gym plan. <laughs> COVID was about two years ago. COVID's still about. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you've seen the stats. Is it the back? Let's just say it's going to be a tough winter. He can't pour his drinks. I keep engaging in conversation. He's having a little um, a Roku gin, trendy gin. What? We're not supposed to tell what gin you're having? No, I'm asking what's a, a Roku gin? That? Roku gin? Oh, or his Japanese gin, eh? So hipster, man. No, so, what I'm saying is that it's been a tough COVID period and, and I, I used to go to the gym a lot and since then I've really tailed off and I'm trying to get back into it and you're insulting my body. So I've... confidence. Yeah, I'm cocky now. Right, Nevin's been... Down in Hill and go to the gym a couple of weeks and he thinks he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm bigger than I used to be. I do feel better. Can he be smaller? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. So, what are we talking about here? Well, I don't know. Cause podcast. You want... the, 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 we're talking about the podcast. All right, okay. We want to have a structure. We want to go forward. We want to do more regular occurrences for our The fan thing base. is, it doesn't pay money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously not, but like, we're just talking to one another. It's, <laughs> if anything, it's a good, like, I don't know, but this is a good topic, right? 
and maybe listeners can like like realize and understand the same like uh, I can't think of the word when they like empathize empathize and have their own experience with this when you get to your late 20s early 30s none of your friends make any effort you, I don't know if anyone's noticed this but everybody disappears Aye, it's only WhatsApp you, groups that keep you together. You, you need an excuse to see one another. It's now it's not spontaneous. You don't just come round and play FIFA anymore. And like you have a, a vision in your head when you're younger, like when you would get an apartment or a flat, and you'd be like, "Oh, you'd be hanging out all the time." But as soon as people get in relationships, they, they disappear. They honestly disappear. And I've been saying it for years. And it only gets worse in the older you get because people have less time and I don't understand how people have less time because I have I finish work at half five, right? I I do nothing from half five to like every every night. Why have I got less time? Can I pose a theory? Go on. Right, I'm gonna I would pose the theory that this is that's just normal, right? Mm-hmm. Completely normal. And what will happen is you keep a couple, right, of like ones that last and the rest drop off. Do you think I'll keep you? <laughs> If you keep doing this podcast, then yes. All right, safe. When I want to do it, though. Safe in the bag. Only if I consent fully. Okay. Um, I think they drop off, right? But I think the modern world of senior pals all the time, i.e. they're right in that chat there, so I could engage with them if I really wanted to, right? And I see them on Instagram and I see them on Facebook. I think that gives you an unrealistic expectation that you should maintain 12 friendships, I was very specific there. That's so specific. This <laughs> should be 11. You should say 11, not 12. So that you should maintain 11 friendships for the rest of your life. Would you see normally? See if we didn't have WhatsApp and all that. We would just go, right, it's, it's, it's us that are pals, like us four or us three or us whatever, right? You wouldn't feel the need. So they would just drop off and you wouldn't it, even so think about it. Does that mean you see the, like, the, the four in your groups less than you would normally because you hang on at 11? No, I just think it gives you the sort of... It's basically the ability to be sad about it. You're like, oh, it's shy, I don't I see them. And it's like, well, you wouldn't even think about it if you weren't in the group with them. Because I remember me, you, and another, we were all single, and we all made a pact that we would see each other once a week, <laughs> even if we got girlfriends. And what has happened? We don't see... I see you quite frequently, so I see you... I get quite bored of you. No, I'm joking. I love seeing you. I see you quite frequently, so I see you maybe like... Once or twice, three times a month, right? Right. The other one, where is he? Called her. Hello. Called out. I called Live. her, right? But my point is... He won't, he won't hear it, though. That's the genius. He'll never hear it. That's amazing. But the, 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 my point is that we, we, we've all been as guilty as one another that you just kind of get on with your churn and your day and your thing. And you're not doing it to be... There's no malice in it. There's no intention in it. But subconsciously, it just happens. I think it's just life, man. And I think, like, if it gets to the stage where you have kids, you'll probably be not even thinking about it as much because you'll be like, I'm too busy to even worry about whether I'm seeing my pals or not. I worry about having kids. Like, I worry that I'll ever be ready. Like, mentally. <laughs> me, me too. Because, like, in, in theory, that I'm at the perfect... We're, we're all at the age. Kilroy, if you don't want to admit it, or you do want to admit it, we are all at the prime age. And, prime. I, th- and I think to myself... Am I mature enough? No. And no one is though, I don't think, until you have Do I have enough money? I don't think I'll ever have enough money. Am I ready to give up 
like my own like personal like life, I don't think it ever would be. So when would you be? But that's my biggest thing. I think I could probably like feed it and and do you know what I mean teach you what I do. It's the whole selfishness. Like I'll often now do things and think I wouldn't be able to do this if I had a child. Like we'll go out for like dinner, for example. You go, I wouldn't do this if you had a kid because it would just be a nightmare. You'd get the kid ready and all that, and then you go. It's just it's more than things. Just give them an iPad. No, melt their brain. Give them a book. And I, I wouldn't give my kid an iPad. I'd make them look at the window and find things. Yeah, entertain yourself. Find an ah. Uh, an evergreen tree. <laughs> Such sort of a botanist What's child. It, what, what was the difference in the tree trees we made in product design? The ones that like they grow all year and the ones that just grow in the summer. Fucking thinks I'm boring with books. What's the names? This is nature. Nature's nature's everything to um, this planet. What, what's that evergreen tree we used to study? Like, you learn about like boring shit, right? <laughs> but the reality is we live on a planet that's green and blue. <laughs> and it's important we look after it. Uh, fair play, yeah. It's why... I'm going to save turtles. What, out of the blue there? I'm going to save turtles in Vietnam. Oh, is that what you're doing next yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. What does it involve you doing? Rescuing turtles. Like flipping them over? Flipping them over, getting the seagulls away, shooting them away, making sure there are wee landings. <laughs> Just like, two weeks straight. straight saving turtles? Not two weeks, a week. How? A week. Right, a week? A long time. Uh, well, you have to save them. It's important we look after the planet because animals are like... They're totally yeah, but you're you're flip. I agree, but you're flipping turtles on the beach while BP are dumping oil in the sea forty meters away. Yeah, but I'm not in charge of BP. I know, but it's pointless. Uh, yeah, but I can only they're do, just pushing them back into the sea. They're going to drown. See, is everyone thought like that? Then okay, fair enough. It's pointless. But if everyone takes control of their own little uh, hemisphere of but they won't. area that they can do, then it would be like if if one billion Chinese people all went right. Okay, I'm going to clean my area. We'd have a fucking clean China. <laughs> We'd have a clean China. So it's a clean up China, folks. No, when so you can. what I'm saying is like, I, I don't know where this has went, but what I was saying was more that you should take responsibility for your own actions. You can't go, oh, BP did this, BP did that, because we'd be crying all day. But I think it is. But so I was like, oh, let me put my um, my little plastic bottles in this bin here. Just so uh, the Every UK government helps. can put it on a boat and ship it to China and they will land for yeah, it. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, there's more citizens than there is people who work for... More citizens who can plant bottles than there is people who work for BP and people who work for the government. But they have ultimately more power than say. Yeah, but they're all uh, the C word. So mm. let them all go. Drop it. I don't disagree with... Uh, I'll be on, I'll be honest. This is a controversial statement, and I'm going to say it. Oh. I don't disagree with uh, oil companies extracting oil because the 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 world needs oil. No, I don't. What I disagree with, and this is, <laughs> I disagree with countries applying strict green laws with no backbone of how they're actually going to achieve it. Like everybody needs to have a, an electric car in ten years' time. Is there any infrastructure for it? No. It, can anyone in a flat charge their car? No. Um, is are electric cars affordable? No. Yeah, but you need to set a goal, or else it will never happen. You need to set the goal so that even if you break the goal over the deadline, at least you've set the goal and it's moving somewhere. Do Do they tax uh, oil companies more than any other companies to uh, to prevent them extracting oil? No. 
Do they do anything actually that actually promotes the use of electric cars other than the incentives that basically you're in a, a, a continual loop of the only people who can afford electric cars are rich people and electric, a lot of electric charging stations, the minimum that we have are free. So all that does is give money to rich people who can afford electric cars in the first place. So it's a broken system and we probably don't want to go down this, this rabbit hole because uh, we we both hate the government. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you meant me and you? Yeah. I, I, think, okay. I, I, I we think don't want to go down this rabbit hole as in me and you no, don't no, want to go down this rabbit hole. because all we're going to do is just complain about yeah, the government. Yeah, because people and don't... The, the thing is, this is all the news, the news that's like, oh, the government are totally shit. Like, that's just... We need to break that cycle as in me and you need to, We need to give entertainment here. No, but I, I, yeah, I think the, the people are shit. I think every single one of our listeners is, is, is talking mince. Why is no one protesting? You're shit. Why is no one protesting about the... like? I don't know what Britain it takes for British people to, to actually protest anymore. Okay, we'll put your bills up by a million percent. Okay, we'll pay it. We're very reserved people. We don't... Um, it's ridiculous. We tend to just... Uh, anyway, we keep counting. I went on a rant. Carry Sorry, on. apologies. I, I just see the flame burning there. I'm just thinking of how cold everyone will be this winter. I mean, I think... See, I, what I think the future of this podcast is is shorter podcasts. Genuinely. Have you run out of chat? No, I just mean I think like oh, yeah. sometimes we put pressure on ourselves. Forty one minutes. I know Roy is dying over there. Yeah, he's, a, he's just sitting there thinking, "Why the fuck? I can't leave. There's no good point to like jump out." All right, boys. Well, I try to make it academic, and then we went to the fact that we never do the podcast, and then we went to politics quickly, which well, why, we should stay away from. Why do you? So here's a question for you. Why do you want to take the podcast to an academic level? Why? Why do you think? If some Joe Blog writes in a book, it means anything. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he's not Joe Blog, he's a scientist. So I'm trying to pass that learning on because you, for example, won't read the book. So maybe there's listeners yeah, out there who to, won't read the book. But I get to listen to you. And talk, talk but that's why it. I'm bringing it up. You've enjoy, literally come full circle in your argument. And I enjoy listening to you about it. And it's nice to hear you talk about it. I don't, I'm not trying to make the podcast academic. I just think that's interesting chat rather than us just going... All right, man. I enjoyed that bit of the book. The book was good. Roy liked the book, but. Mm-hmm. Here, here, here's a question for you, like, back to your. Uh, we'll get a question. Uh, I wonder if I can crank Roy up. Hold on, let's see if we can, like. Right. How much carbon is your podcast generating? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, not very much. Are we a carbon neutral podcast? I'd say we are, we are a carbon neutral it's podcast a good because everything that we use, we recycle. Do um, we? Yes, I recycle all my stuff. I recycle my food waste. I recycle my bottles, my paper. The only thing that goes in the bin is the things that can't be recycled. But me and you are probably drinking like imported lager just now. You're you're drinking booze for Japan. What's the carbon footprint in that? Quite high. Not going to lie. To rich people, do you know what I mean? All our clothes... We're made with the sweat of poor people. My so clothes are so cheap, I I probably get bad. Yeah, but do you know how many litres of water goes into making cotton? I wouldn't say we're carbon neutral, no. Uh, <laughs> to answer your question. I, I, I don't know what our carbon footprint is, but we should all become more aware of it. Is that right? something, so Roy, maybe that's something we're missing. Roy, the, the viewers, is that what they're thinking? Is that why our numbers are low? People are like, these guys are not carbon neutral. I just I seen an article recently that someone was saying that the Greens, when they make a tweet about climate change, because it bounces around so many servers in the world, 
the carnage from one tweet is like more than like three diesel cars for whatever the numbers were. That's quite interesting. That I is, didn't think like, of the same. I the never me- think of that. Yeah, but is the message more important? <laughs> the message they're putting out there to spread the word is more is worth the the free diesel engines or whatever it is because like the message is the, the, the word of mouth that goes around and people realise I think the general members of the public in the UK is aware that we've got a bit of a issue with the, the world and stuff like that but probably like me like you probably feel the same as me I, I feel quite powerful, powerless like you, that's why you said what's the point of doing stuff yeah. I feel powerless it doesn't really I, I care, like, I care, but I, I just I, think I, was I very much care, but I just think there's not really much mean you can do. Like, why, why, why would you not take an oil job when reality is still going to get drilled? Like, why would you like make your life worse? But it's not going to change. There's, if you don't take the job, a thousand people behind you will take it. So you've just got to make best for your current situation, and, and that's sad, but it's the reality. It's the survival of the fittest. Yeah. You've only got a very short period of time on planet Earth, and if you're like egotistical and you think to yourself, like I'm only here for a hundred years max, right? So do I really care? You should care, but a lot of people probably think, oh. do, do I really care? Oh, I seen another book thing, right? That you read so many books, your mind must be consumed. Do no. you even remember my name? Do you, do you, uh, you're just shoving out all those nice sh- memories. Schleppy. You're shoving out all those nice memories right. for like so, memories of this. Books. No, this this is meaningful. You like this, right? So like you're right. So we're talking about like the impact and whether it matters, right? This I think it's like what we owe the earth or something like that. Or what we owe the future. Can't remember the book name, right? Something like that. I want to read it. But he argues in that book that there's a few reasons why we should care. But the, the main reason is that if if you assume, right, if you wanted to stop a genocide, okay. It wouldn't matter if I told you the genocide will be in 40,000 years. You would still say, yeah, that's important. Stop that genocide, right? You wouldn't go, oh, well, because it's in the future. Uh, fuck it, smiles away. You wouldn't do that. You would you would want to stop it. It wouldn't matter when it occurred. Therefore, you value life in the future as much as you value life now. And the science and the calculations point out, well, the predictions of how long we could live in this earth is that actually all the humans that have ever lived may only represent 1% of all humans that ever will live. So everything that we do from now on that's going to push, like that's going to push this problem forward is pushing it onto the majority of humans that will ever live. So if you care about human life... That's a, that's a big... That is a big statement you've made. You've blown my mind. Do you like that one? It's a good one. But... I would say, <laughs> but I can't be asked recycle. Uh, no, bins I, are confusing. I don't think that's. I, I don't think what you said was true though. Okay. Because, like, if you if you worried about the future, no one would ever sleep at night. Because, like, when I remember when Elon Musk uh, tweeted about the fact that we need to have a contingency plan and we need to like think about living on Mars because the Earth will consume the, the Sun will consume Earth at one point, and we're talking about like four billion years. Yeah, but so like. Like if you, if you thought about things that will happen in the future, you would never sleep. No, but it's it's saying we should do the most we can now because if you care about human life, it's full stop. You uh, must care you, about human life in the future. Let me ask you a question: How much do you care about humans staying on Earth? Like, okay, you want your you probably want your kids and your kids' kids to survive, right? 
but like say beyond a thousand years how much do you actually care that humans are here for a thousand plus years do you like like uh, hand on heart how much do you actually care yeah yeah, yeah. The, that's the that's the problem with the do you care though I'm yeah, asking you. yeah it diminishes over time that's the problem no, i'm asking you straight out well i'm telling you it diminishes over time so the longer time can period I, you give honest? me the less I don't unlikely think I care. Care. yeah but that it's the same argument is distance time is just distance right i think we're a curse on the planet i'll be honest Right, but time time is distance. It's the same thing, right? So it's essentially like saying we don't care what's happening in Syria because it's miles away from us just now. It's the same thing. So I think you have to apply the same argument of like, yeah, the reality, the sad reality. back with Syria, though, but okay. The, the sad, I didn't want to go too topical with Ukraine. It's too sensitive just now. Okay. But the sad reality is we do care less about what's happening in Syria than we do if it's happening in Newcastle Shot. because oh that's what I was right down the road Jesus Christ we do care less and that is the problem that's what this guy's trying to say we need to understand what we owe the future but we can't even do it we can't even understand what we probably should yeah. be helping people who just live further away from us in the same time zone but but it's also like time like you say time time is distance but time also in terms of so when Ukraine happened everybody was like outraged yeah it's still going on, right? Yeah. And it's been like five, five months, six months. People, people, how much they care and how much they raise has diminished. It's depleted. I, and I don't know if it's a case of people just get used to it. And it maybe gives you a, an insight into how people felt during the like World War One and World War Two, and like you just become used to it and you don't even think about it anymore. You just get on with your daily life. Because the outrage does become diminished. It does. It doesn't. It's not on the news as much. It's not mentioned as much. But it's still going on. It's still it's as outrageous, if not more outrageous than it was. But it's back still in going February. on. But that's the problem. We're still, we're already that that uh, interest is diminished already, and it's literally happening right this second as we speak. But the interest here is is way 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 diminished. So, how do you reprogram a whole population's brain to not only care about that, but also to care about the literal future? If you know what I mean, like our kids, 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 kids do matter because if I said there was going to be a genocide, you would be like, well, we should stop that. So, how do you force a population to care? I, I think the, I think the common person would care. The problem is the people who have the power only nest like ninety nine percent of people who get in that level are egotists. No. Egoists, sorry, mm-hmm. because all the like to get in that that position, you have to be so self-driven and so focused on yourself. You can't think of others because you have to step on a few to get to that position. Yeah, there's very hard, many, very few people who will be billionaires or CEOs that have not been a bit of an arsehole to get there. You have to be ruthless and you have to be able to step on others and do things that aren't necessarily moral to get there so of course they're not going to think about human civilization full stop they're thinking about themselves primarily and maybe their family Mm -hmm. they're not thinking about anything outside that because they want to make as much money as possible because that's what it's about money power they're thinking about themselves in that moment in time they're not going to think about anything outside of that and that's the problem the world is ruled by people like that Mm -hmm. like all the leaders of the world to an extent are being a leader because there's a part of them that wants to be have that power. Mm-hmm. They might say it's because they want to help one another and what we're not. But generally speaking, people who want to be that is because they've got an inner drive to be powerful and 
they, 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 they're like a narcissist. They want they want people to like look up to them, and that's just inbuilt in them. That's probably inbuilt in humans from the day we arrive. I was about to say it's anim- it's animalistic. It's all these it's sort like of the like prime line instincts of like yeah. security, safety, like prosperity. But that's the, the problem. Is it again? The the what? The the triangle the. Um, no, the Illuminati. The triangle of wants, needs, what's it called again? Uh, the p- hierarchy of... Let me check it out. Hey, oh no, I want to get it. It's like the hierarchy of... Oh, that is so annoying. And I know what you mean. Like foods, if your foods... Yeah, if you've got security, you're happy. Then if you have food, you're happy. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Oh, it's a hierarchy of needs. I don't know why I didn't come up with it. So like, you got obviously you've got at the top the basic requirements of I thought it life. worked from bottom up. Yeah, let me check. I'm trying to Give us the level of Maslow's. I'm gonna go with I think it's security first, and then it's f- food, and then it's like wealth, and then and then it's like mental, like fulfilled. So at the very bottom, you're right, it's bottom up, right? So at the bottom, you've got air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, right. reproduction. So yeah. the basic needs of so, life. Uh, yeah, so you're, if you don't have them, you're stressed about them, and you don't really worry about the rest of the pyramid. Yeah, yeah, because if you don't have, you, food, you need food, right? You need, right. You need air, you need water, right. right? Then next one's safety needs, so personal security, employment, resources, health, property. So okay. a place to live. So I switched the two. Yep. 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 Then Makes you've sense. got love and belonging, friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection. Yeah. So obviously, as we get up, the less important each one becomes. Yeah. Then you've got esteem. So you've got respect, self-esteem, status, recognition, strength, and freedom. So this is when we're getting into the people who are CEOs, prime ministers, presidents. Then you've got self-actualization. That's top of the pyramid. <laughs> self-actualization. <laughs> Yes, so you've got desire to become the most that one can be, and yep. that's a CEO, isn't it? The most that one can be, a president, the most that one but can be. But that's where you start being like philanthropic and all of this, and like, you, I've got to change the world yeah, with my deeds. You, you, you totally become enthralled with what you believe that you think everyone believes the same as you do, and you're just capsulating that's when you can become very bad as well. But see, what's interesting about that is, see, although the, the needs become more and more sort of spurious and like less and less like actually relevant, you want them the same on every level. So you always want the level above you, the same amount. So you will want the self-actualization, the top of the pyramid. If you're right below that, you will want that as much as you wanted food and security and safety because that's how the, the hierarchy works. Yeah. It's not that, that your need or your want diminishes as you climb it. It's just you want something new. You want something else. Yeah, I agree. We're I agree. fucking useless, aren't we, humans? Yeah, no, and that's, that's, why, that's why I think that, like... In theory, I think the general population would probably care about humans and the earth, but in reality, the ones who make the choices, the big choices, they are solely focused on their own kind of remit. I <laughs> think it's a sad thing, but it's just yeah, I was gonna say. reality. I think we should end. I think it's a nice place to end. It's down. Just keep them mellow. So if you're finished this... Kelly needs to go home to be fair. <laughs> Kelly's yawning like fuck. Um, lying there like, oh no. What this is taking them, it's taking them through a roller coaster of emotion, right? And it's just leaving them just kind of like, mm. but that's okay. 
just chill just sit down and just go hmm, what am I going to do about the future yeah just th- just focus on tomorrow and what coffee you're going to have and think about it realistically if you have got food and shelter you're doing alright yeah, like in a big world of people are not doing that alright I know we've got a tough year ahead of us but if you've got food and shelter you're doing alright you're alright you're doing alright even if you can't put the heat on and think that you're only 1% of all humans so don't be just fucking selfish recycle I, I I I truly don't. I don't think that stats true. I don't. I don't know how we. Get <laughs> I don't that. think that stats true. <laughs> Based on zero. No, no, but like just the, the boys wrote a book. I'll get so, the book. So you think that nine, there's there's going to be like there's not been that many humans if you think about no, it. No, but you you think there's going to be that much time to have ninety nine percent other humans? Yeah, well, yeah. That's literally the count. How much time? I've not read it but I, I will I, read it I imagine that's a lot of years I'll read it I'll come in I'll go read a book and you'll go oh boring man I, I'd imagine that's like at least, <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine that's at least another like 3,000 years <laughs> I, I will so find you, out for you next you don't week. think in the next 100, 200 years no one's going to nuke each other listen listeners tune in next week if you want to find out the true calculation right tune in next week if you want to hear a lie because Nevin won't be here next week because he never stays true to our podcast time <laughs> are humans going to evolve over this 99% I don't know if that's what his book's I, I, angle I, I, is I think evolution takes millions yeah thousands, but, but what his, thousands his point of years is, millions of years does, we don't evolve over 100 years mm. I'm going to evolve in a unibrow. I think that's the next. You've evolved since I met you. Like, <laughs> you were a mutant. Now you're not. So there you go. You've evolved. A mutant. Right. So what are we telling the listeners? That we've not seen them in months. We're sporadic. We're like a, a absent father figure. What are we saying to them? We're kind of like COVID. We come and we go. Uh, everyone fucking hates COVID. <laughs> well, they may hate us. What do we want to say to them to reassure them? We will be back at one point. We don't know when, but we will be back. So make sure you keep refreshing that page and keep keep following that Rage Rage Instagram, even though it, it's deactivated. It's deactivated. deactivated. A constant battle. See if it's deactivated. Just know that we are struggling and Maslow's hierarchy of needs is not giving our podcast fulfillment, self-actualization. Yeah, and, and, and don't feel alone if you're struggling because everybody at any point could be struggling. Aye, if you're feeling bad and you're troughing, just look at our Instagram, and if it's deactivated, we're troughing. I miss a trough. <laughs> no, you don't. No one misses troughing. True. Right, uh, we need to go now, because he's on his phone. Like he's away. I've lost him. No, I'm still here. Modern technology. He's in his WhatsApps. Stop chatting to other people. Sorry. On a live podcast. <laughs> right. Right, listeners, we'll be that? back next week, probably. In our usual bye. Bye-bye. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs>